Dolly Parton, and this is the timeline of my career. There's nothing like the first time for anything, right? And of course, being a singer and a songwriter, having your first album is especially special. And I was on Monument Records at the time, and Fred Foster, who owned Monument Records and the publishing company I wrote with also, called Combine, well, he took a real personal interest in me, but I just remember thinking, I'm doing my first album. This is amazing. And so it was a real special time, and that really was kind of like when I felt like that I was a real professional and that I was really in the business and that I was going to be doing all right. There's always a lot of nerves anytime you're doing anything that you want to be good at, and especially when you're new at it and you're working with people that you've never known before. I'm a country girl, and so I uh, was excited, but I was nervous. I was hoping for the best, and I wanted to sing my best, to be my best, to present myself to the musicians and the background singers. I wanted to impress them with my songs because I wrote a lot of the songs in the album. And I just wanted to try to begin to be a, a professional. And I just remember everybody was so supportive and so kind and generous. But that's the way it is with country people in country music, especially. But I one of the songs from the Hello Dolly album, or one of the songs I had on Monument Records when I first had my first top 10 record, was a song called Dumb Blonde. And uh, it's called, it says, uh, just because I'm blonde, don't think I'm dumb, because this dumb blonde ain't nobody's fool. And of course, I've tried to carry that with me all these years. But it was that song that got the attention of Porter Wagoner, who at that time had the number one syndicated country show in the nation. And uh, he had lost the girl singer, Norma Jean, that had been a big star on his show for years. She was going to marry and move back to Oklahoma City. And so he was looking for a new girl singer. He'd seen me on some local TV, and there was a lot of talk in town about the new girl in town, and that was me at the time. And uh, I was very excited that I was stirring up a little ruckus around town. And so Porter called me down to talk to him, and I thought that it was probably to record some songs that I had been sending to him and to Norma Jean. So I went into Porter's office and I said, oh, well, hello, I'm Dolly. And he said, yes, you are, I know all about you. And I've got an opening for a girl singer on my show. Would you be interested? I said, well, I'll have to think about that. Yes, I will. So <laughs> anyway, it was about that quick. So anyhow, that's when I became a member on Porter's show. And it was really that show that really, really got me over, uh, over the moon as far as my career. That really kind of started it all for me big time. Well, my relationship with Porter was kind of up and down. We kind of collided all the time because we were both very strong-willed, very, very 
confident people. But when I had started with Porter Show, I had told him that I would stay for five years because I never had planned to be just a girl singer in somebody else's show. I wanted to be a girl singer that was going to be my own person and be a star on my own. So we were doing so well together doing duets that I was really a big part of his show and his show really became much bigger because of our duets and, and our collaboration together and our just the way we were together. It's kind of like Sonny and Cher. You know, we were kind of... Uh... He didn't say a word to me about yesterday. He's too happy. His wife left this morning on a two-month cruise to the South Seas. Yeah, lucky her. <laughs> I don't know. She still has to come back to him, poor thing. Nine to five was really a, a joy for me. And it was like something I was not expecting. I had been offered movie roles at different times. I had not been interested in doing the movies. Because at that time, my, my writing career, my entertaining, I was traveling, touring, I was doing really well with that. And so I didn't want to kind of get sidetracked just then. But when Jane Fonda came to me and presented this idea to me, I thought, well, how can I not do this? Jane Fonda's a huge star. I always loved her, and I loved her daddy, Henry. <laughs> and I love Lily Tomlin. She told me that Lily was going to be in it. And I thought, well, how, how hard can this be? I thought, well, if it's a big success, I can just join in there with Lily and Jane. And if it's a big flop, I'll just blame it on them. Because nobody thinks about me being a movie star, so nobody's going to blame me. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose? I've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. But that was one of the greatest times in my life, that every day on that set, we were at Fox, at Fox Studios in L.A., and the weather was beautiful, life was beautiful. I was beginning to really blossom as a human being, as an artist, as all the things I dreamed of being, coming into my own and having some control. Because part of my deal with Jane was that I would do it, but I, I said, I have to write the theme song and I get to record it. That was part of my deal. Every day on the set, I just watch what was going on and I, I have these acrylic nails and I and they sounded like a, uh, like a typewriter to me. And it was all about secretaries, so I'd kind of look around. I'd just like, you know, like in the mornings, I'd get up, I'd tumble out of bed and stumble through the kitchen and different things on the set, like working nine to five. <laughs> all right. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, very late edition. And today we are celebrating Miss Dolly Parton. And whether you like country music or not, I didn't grow up liking country music, but I knew who Dolly Parton was. That's how big a star Dolly Parton is. You don't have to be into country music to know who Dolly is, okay? You know about Dollywood. You know that she was in 95. You know she is, is the nicest entertainer out there. She gives back to literacy, okay? And she's been doing it for 58 years 50 is it 58 56 years sorry she was born today <clears throat> January 19th 1946 in Pittman Center Tennessee um, and also let's acknowledge David Crosby the birds who passed today and Crosby Stills Nash and Young was not a big David Crosby fan. 
But I love what he did for Drew Barrymore, and and I've always loved Drew Barrymore. How can you not love Drew Barrymore? Come on, come on. Miss Dolly Parton. Miss Dolly Parton, who took a dream. She took those songs, and here we are. She became a movie star. She is a mogul. No, no signs of slowing down. And back in November, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And at first, when she was nominated, she turned it down because she said she wasn't a rock and roller. But then she started to realize the effect she had on people. On popular, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really is about popular music. And Dolly Parton is a part of that. I mean, you think of the song Jolene, I Will Always Love You, um, My Coat of Many Colors, Nine to Five, Islands in the, in the Stream. She's had some big hits. And you think of the people who have covered Jolene or I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston, come on. And as a songwriter, as a singer, uh, uh, singer-songwriter, that's the main thing right there. That's the main thing. Elvis wanted to buy I Will Always Love You, and she said, no, I can't part with it. Thank goodness she did that. Um, oh, my goodness. Long, long career. I mean, someone who really has transitioned into our consciousness beyond the singing, beyond the celebrity is we just know who she is the hair the look i mean that whole look is really out of the town trash is that that's what she called it that's what she called it yeah um oh i love this in october 2022 parton stated in an interview that she no longer would no longer tour but would continue to play live shows occasionally she's making a rock record because as she said, she didn't feel she belonged in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, but then when she got up there to perform at the Hall of Fame, she was like, if I'm going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm going to have to earn it. I like that. I like that. Because Dolly, Dolly knows how to earn it. Um, I mean, there's Dollywood. Come on. But also, there is the literacy program, which is very, very important. The fact that I don't think up until probably a couple years ago, people knew about it, you know? Um, <sighs> Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> hmm. And because she has a book... Yeah, she has a book thing that she does for children, which is very, very important. And that right there, this is this is a superstar. And she's giving back. Ah, here we go. This is, I, I want to educate you all on this. Because, yes, this is a Dr. Zeus film podcast, music and film. But this is something. How to get a free book from Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is a book gifting program that mails free, high-quality books to children from birth to age five. 
enroll your child online at www.imaginationlibrarywashington.org. Book in the mail, the little engine that could. Books arrive in the mail monthly until your child's fifth birthday. Isn't that amazing? Is that she, she, the fact that she does that, she doesn't have to do that, but she wants to do that. Right now it's saying that she's publishing new children's books. So here at the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast, as we observe her 77th birthday, Miss Dolly Parton, I mean, come on. For me, it's about Jolene. Just hearing her sing that song and then, um, what's that other one? Um, I've heard, there you, oh, jeez, it it has to come to me. But um, Steel Magnolias, come on, come on. Smoke the Mountain Christmas, but Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias is, um, I mean, if you look at that cast... Come on, let's visit it. I'm really sorry about the children part, man. I know. Shelby's afraid that Jackson will be throwing away his chance to have children. Still Magnolias uh, was a movie that just kind of, it, it came to me, really, because I know the director didn't even particularly want me to be in it, but uh, Ray Stark had wanted to have me in the movie. He's the one that, that produced it. And so uh, I guess he had seen me around and I was kind of making a name for myself. And I'd been in, you know, a few things before, 95 in the Best Little Whorehouse. And so anyhow, I thought this was a perfect role for me because if I had not made it in the business, I would have been a beautician because I would have had to have got discount prices on on makeup and hair color and bleach and all of that. So I understood because I used to always do my mama's hair because I'm very creative too. I'm good with my hands. So I do good hair. So I felt like Truvy. I felt like I was fit right in that spot. And I really liked the role that I played. And that was a huge success. I loved working with all those women. Somebody said, how did you get along with all those women? I said, I just prayed that we weren't all PMS at the same time. I really wish I had some words of wisdom, but I don't. So why don't we just focus on the joy of the situation? And so, yeah, that's um, Steel Magnolias, which is, that's an iconic film. You think of the people that are in Steel Magnolias. Dolly Parton, Sally Field. Shirley MacLaine, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was not Julia Roberts yet. Okay. Um, Olympia Dukakis. Oh, God. The, I loved Olympia Dukakis. Come on. Come on. Moonstruck. Yeah. Um, this was a good cast. Oh, and Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. And um, who else was in it? Um Oh, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. But Dolly Parton, I mean... Oh. What, what, a, what, a, what a career. What a career. What a life. Um, always, always has a, an upbeat personality. I mean, you, you're not going to get moody Dolly. 
You're just not. Okay? Um, I, what I got a kick out of is at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they do that jam session toward the end, and they did Jolene, and Dolly Parton was singing Jolene with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. I mean, that, that everyone else up there just fuck it, but the fact that she was singing Jolene and chimed in with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Um, here's Dolly's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And actually, I thought, well, I don't know if I deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I never thought of myself as a rocker, but I've always loved rock and roll. My husband's a huge rock fan, and I get—I just thought that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was for the for the rockers of the world. But anyway, when I found out, it was a little more than that, just the fact that I had influenced people with my music. And I, I said if they put me in, I would accept it gracefully, and I'm here, and I will, and I'm honored. Her life's work to me is a narrative, a painful, beautiful, poetic, melodic commentary on what it's like to be human and on what it's like to be a woman in America. Thank you, Pink. I'm a rock star now. I'll tell you what, this is a very, very, very special night for me. I'm sure a lot of you knew that Back when they said they were going to put me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I didn't really feel like I had done enough to deserve that. And I didn't uh, understand at the time that it's about a little more than that. But I'm just honored and so proud to be here tonight. So that's from last year when Dolly finally accepted her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she's come a long way. She's come a long way from Port, you know, from Porter Arthur to uh, her first album. And so, happy birthday, Miss Dolly Rebecca Bart Parton. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs> 